HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Welcome to Health Charcha, issued in public interest by Medtronic. I'm Deepthi Ahuja, podcast producer at HD Smartcast and your podcast host and those. In this show, we will discuss all of the burning health-related questions you, my dear listener, might have in mind. So, let's begin. You know, it's totally normal to feel anxious about surgery. Um, Even if the operations can restore your health or save your life, most people feel very uncomfortable about going under the knife. Um, It's important to make sure that these fears and anxiety, they don't become too overwhelming, no? There are many things that people can do to cope with anxiety before surgery. Many hospitals offer special support, family and friends can help too. But in this episode, we will find out what are some of the cautions we can take before surgery and how we can help you calm down. For that, we have with us Dr. Dwarkanath Srinivas, who is the Professor and HOD Neurosurgery at Nimhans Hospital, Bangalore. Hi, Dr. Srinivas. How are you? Welcome to Health Charcha. Thank you, Deepti. Glad to be here. We are glad too. Um, Doctor, you know, we've discussed about the procedures for treating brain tumor in some of our previous episodes, and I'm sure each one of them come with their own set of precautions before surgery. Uh, But can you briefly tell us about, uh, you know, those uh, procedures before we begin today's episode? As a rule, uh, we generally do a lot of detailed instructions to all the patients uh, before their surgery on the next day. We have mm-hmm. what we call a pre-anesthetic checker, a pre-anesthetic visit where detailed instructions are given as to what is to be taken and what is not to be taken. But as a rule of the thumb, you can generally have a snack or a light dinner before midnight, or anywhere between six to eight hours before your surgery is scheduled. And you could drink fluids, especially water, up to two to three hours before the scheduled arrival time for the surgery. Okay, and this is a standard rule for all of the brain tumor surgeries, right? This is the usual rule for most of the brain tumor surgeries, yes. Right. Now, COVID, of course, you know, it has disrupted the healthcare system to no end. And uh, it has also given a chance for the healthcare system to innovate. Um, There are a lot of concerns uh, regarding non-COVID diseases and conditions nonetheless. Um, So tell us, how has COVID impacted the brain tumor treatment or has it? See, the problem with most of the management of oncologic services is that it's time sensitive. And Mm. definitely when there has been a lockdown or when there has been travel bans, Patients are unable to travel to the hospital. So uh, this has definitely affected the oncology services. And this is not only in neurosurgery, but across the oncology services. And there has been significant data which shows that there is almost a 54% decrease in registration of new patients and almost 50% reduction in the number of major cancer surgeries. Right. And uh, also... Uh, Two-thirds of the surveyed countries had included maintenance of healthcare services for non-communicable diseases in their preparedness plans. Hmm. But you see, always there's going to be a difference between what we call the high-income countries and the low-middle and uh, middle-income countries. Right, right. And this lack of preparedness, especially in the oncology services, will have a long-term impact on outcomes with these patients, especially because of the delay in seeking treatment 
leads to a worse outcome. And this delay in treatment is more significant in resource-poor countries than in resource-rich countries. Uh, so, Dr. Srinivas, COVID-19, the pandemic, it has definitely disrupted the healthcare system, but it's also given the healthcare system a chance to innovate. Having said that, whether or not, uh, you know, COVID-19 is in the pandemic stage or is in the epidemic stage, I really don't know. But it has definitely led to some concerns, you know, about um, an impact on non-COVID diseases as well. Um, so I'd really like to know from you, has it affected the brain tumor treatment? Has it impacted how brain tumor is treated? I mean, uh, that's a good question. And uh, that's definitely a huge uh, takeaway from this COVID pandemic and hope now it, it has become endemic in which yeah. the pains are much more milder and cause much uh, less symptoms than the Delta, Delta strain which was there before. Hmm. What happened during the peak of the pandemic was due to the lockdowns and due to the basically the general fear both among the patients and the probably to a certain extent among the doctors that the non-essential, non-emergency services were being deferred. And uh, also the fact that patients could not travel has uh, created a significant decrease in the number of patients who used to attend our uh, outpatient clinics during this during the peak of the pandemic. And right. there has been da- enough data from around the world which shows that there has been an almost 50% decrease both in the registration of cancer patients as well as the number of major cancer surgeries which are going on. Mm. So having said that, you should also realize that the the problem is more acute in this middle-income and low-income countries mm. because they have also been less prepared probably to a certain extent, especially with the reach of these patients. I mean, people coming from rural areas found it especially hard to come to the urban centers because Absolutely. most of these cancer centers are concentrated in the urban setup. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It has definitely affected, but with hopefully, but from the past uh, many months in which the Delta virus was substituted with the Omicron and the general lack of severity, uh, Mm. it is getting back to normal. It's actually very good to know. Uh, But see, the thing is that regardless of where we are at, we are still very apprehensive about spending a lot of time in a hospital at any given point of time, thanks to the pandemic, because, you know, you're exposing yourself to different kinds of diseases and all of those things happen. What I'd like to know now is how long does a brain surgery take on a general basis? See, the length of the brain surgery depends upon not only the fact that it's a brain tumor, but also the fact that what type of tumor is it, where is it located, what is the blood supply of the brain. So hmm. any surgeries could take between anywhere between 4 to 24 hours, 20 hours. Wow. So, okay. uh, I mean, it depends on the complexity of the surgery, the familiarity of the surgeon, and especially if the tumor is interconnected to various multiple areas of the brain, then it's going to take further longer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but the average time is around generally around 6 to 8 hours. But it could vary between right. 4 to 20 hours. 2 to 24 hours is such a huge, I mean, uh, span of time. But I understand what you're saying. It basically depends upon the nature of the brain tumor and where it is placed in the head. Sometimes what we do is we stage the surgery into two stages so that we do the bone work on the first day and then come back the next day and do the tumor removal. Oh, interesting. Uh 
now in the middle of all of this uh, you know we've spoken about the various techniques we've spoken about technology we've spoken about the skill the facilities we've spoken about it all um but really like when it comes to the patient the only thing that they can do is prepare themselves so dr srinivas how can one mentally prepare themselves for a surgery this big i mean it is natural that people feel anxious scared when is about to have a brain surgery and that is probably the major question we face when we are counseling a patient hmm. but you see i mean they definitely it's natural to have worries but you need to discuss it with your families and friends and anyhow you can always ask your doctor about it and the nurses also the nursing staff they generally very helpful about it and you could talk to other patients who have undergone brain surgery you also need to realize it now brain surgery has become much safer than what it was 30 40 years back there have been advances in technology in anesthesia everything so that and the technique of surgery so generally it is normal to feel anxious and frightened but that should not dissuade you from having surgery but what if someone's having second thoughts what if the patient's having second thoughts is it safe to delay the surgery see generally in malignancies is generally not very good to delay surgeries for too long see because mm. it's malignancy the sooner the tumor is out that you need to get adjuvant therapy in either form of radiotherapy and chemotherapy and mm. wait for making your tumor bursar so i mean there is going to be further progression of tumor and perhaps uh, operable tumor you could convert into an inoperable tumor if you delay it for too long so mm-hmm. for again for non cancerous tumor i wouldn't say there is any harm in waiting for long there is definitely going to be what you call uh, the progress of the tumor i mean if you're going to take for 2 3 weeks and then say i will get it done later or 4 to 6 weeks because many hospitals have long waiting lists uh, i mean there is there, there might not be an immediate harm but again for even for non cancerous tumors once the decision is taken to operate get it operated i mean it's better early than never or delay actually is more harmful because the none of the risks none of the outcomes are going to change awesome thank you so much uh, dr srinivas for saying it like it is like how we should take it thank you so much so dear listener i hope we've been able to address almost all kinds of questions that might come to your mind if you or your loved ones are unfortunately affected by this disease we definitely wish you the best and um, of course like always chin up yaar This is a public awareness initiative supported by Medtronic. Views expressed are independent views of Dr. Dwarkanath Srinivas, intended for general information and educational purposes only. They do not constitute any medical advice. Please consult your physician for any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition. The doctor makes no recommendations or endorsements of any product or services. That's it for this episode on Health Chacha. If you wish to know more about the diseases discussed in this podcast, please initiate a discussion with your physician. To stay updated on this podcast, follow at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nayi nazariye se. This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast.